The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, Mike Rogers here. It's time for another great interview by Sherry Welsh. Now, here's Sherry. Today, we're here with guests from Lauren Industries in Muskegon. We want to welcome to the Welsh Wire, Park Kurzman, President of Lauren Industries, and Phil Pierce, Vice President of Sales and Marketing with the company. Phil, Park, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Glad to have you here. So tell us a little bit about the company and the role each of you play in the organization. Park, you want to start? Sure, sure. Um, Lauren Industries started in 1943, actually, by my grandfather. So we're, uh, we've been in business now for 75 years this year. And uh, my role with the company um, has changed a lot over the years. I'm currently president, but it didn't, certainly didn't start that way. Uh, over 20 years ago, I started uh, as a um, supervisor on the second shift and evolved through the organization as opportunities became open and uh, with a lot of education and uh, personal growth and organizational growth, uh, I became president, uh, let's see, would have been about seven years ago. Oh, that's great. So did you work for another organization before you joined the family business? I did, yeah. I, I worked uh, in for an automotive company, and then uh, before that I was, I was involved in uh, – the uh, forestry industry for a little while. No kidding. Yeah, so big change. A, a big change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's an interesting perspective that you bring, though. Having seen other operations, it always seems like generational family businesses mm-hmm. run better when you get some experience outside of the family business with new perspectives and ideas to bring. And clearly, you brought a lot of them to Lauren in the last several years. Well, I certainly got a, a different perspective uh, at the the different organizations that I worked with. And uh, even it, within the company, I, I evolved a lot uh, into my own management style. Um, and and getting an understanding of the organization and some of the opportunities that that were not only for the organization, but for me to participate more as a leader in the organization. Yeah, terrific. That's great. And tell us a little bit about your background here, Phil. Uh, well, my role is VP of Sales and Marketing, and that's what I've been doing for about thirty six years now, I think. And uh, I really welcome the opportunity to come on board with um, Lauren Industries after working for a lot of the world's largest office furniture manufacturers, and before that, in the wine business, and uh, in between there, I really? was an entrepreneur myself, actually, oh, good. As, a, as a small equity position owner in a freight brokerage business. But what I it really was excited about coming to Lauren was working with Park and the other members of the executive team, and um, I thought I had a lot of ideas. I was looking forward to coming to work for a smaller company and, and try to really put some ideas in action, and I give Park a lot of credit because he, he gave me a lot of rope. It would be careful what you wish for kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark said, you know, I love those ideas. Have at it. So it, it made for a lot of work and a lot of changes here at Lauren in terms of deploying a field sales sales organization out in the field. Yes. Which was a little bit different from how we were doing it before. But I think this helped us get closer to our customers, better understand their needs and wants. And it's really helped us change. Um, I, I think 
have some of the basic research for why we were um, thinking about changing some directions that we're looking at now. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, and we started to talk about that a little bit. You are celebrating a company milestone this year with 75 years in business, which is fabulous. We chatted that, you know, when you think back to 1943 – and what the world was like in 1943 is a very different place. I mean, things like Oklahoma was debuting for the first time on Broadway, and the Pentagon had just been completed. And we were in the middle of World War II, and that's really part of what brought the company to life, it wasn't was. it? Part? Yeah, it was. And, and there was a need, and uh, my grandfather uh, was working to satisfy that need with his plating company, um, which, you know, with, as the company started and and began working after the war it, it needed to evolve just as times were evolving and so that's a good comment sherry just in regards to how the world has changed we have a business as a business if, if we needed to change and yeah. and have continually changed and if you look at all the 75 years that we've been in business um we we've really had to to think ahead ahead of the curve to better understand what we needed to do to be sustainable as an organization um, for our customers for the markets that we serve and you've done that very well or you wouldn't be here today we're we're very fortunate i think uh there's luck involved certainly uh but there's smart people like phil and and the rest of the team at Lauren that have really driven these opportunities to a reality. Um, and that's really what makes it enjoyable. Right, right. You have refocused your company in the last several years in terms of what you do, how you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And along the way, Phil, I assume that's where you came into play in saying one of the things that we need to change and evolve along with that different strategy and approach to the business is our marketing efforts. And you decided it was time to do a well, revamp. Not just me. I mean, the, certainly Park had a lot of uh, participation in the process, as did other members of the executive team. And but I think one of the one of the challenges when you're an organization like we are that's been an industry leader in our specific industry for so long, mm-hmm. and when you have such a high market share like we do, over fifty percent. Wow. It's it's difficult to sustain double digit growth. I mean, you you, you can only take so much market share before you just really can't grow that much more. So really, what we wanted to do is take a step back and say, okay, if we want to grow this business, how best to do that? So we actually um, looked around and, and we worked with some marketing consulting companies that helped us ask some of the questions that didn't come from us. It came from an outside independent source, um, talking to different kinds of um, industries that we worked with, the different customers that were involved there, and asked them very basic questions like, why do you buy what you buy? Mm-hmm. And if it's related to the metals industry, why do you buy that? If you don't buy metal, why not? Do you know what anodized aluminum is? Do, would you buy it? You know, why would you buy it? Why wouldn't you buy it? And then we tried to understand who those people were that were the buyers and their buyer personas, but also the influencers. So what we've learned with a variety of the industries that we serve, you have a few key decision makers that can say yes. Actually, it's a very small number. And then you have a whole lot of people that can say no that are part of what we call the greater influencer group. So how do you get to all those people, understand what makes them tick, so to speak, and then you know, uh, try to figure out how best to serve those needs? Also, was focus was an important part of this mm-hmm. before we got to the, the marketing stage. And one of the things that we talked about when I came on board was we can't be all things to all people. We have to try to focus those efforts a bit. 
Um, so we did start by targeting the architectural market. So those were the customers we asked the most about, but we also looked at other industries such as transportation, appliance, and consumer goods. And what we learned through that process was that very few knew about anodized aluminum. So you had to educate them really on the specialty product, the niche that you had come to be as a company, you, you'd come to own. Well, that's what we discovered was that our that's incredible. competitor was actually lack of awareness and lack of knowledge. That is incredible. Was that an aha moment for you when you, or, or did you have an inkling that that was the case? No, we I, we discovered that, and it was interesting because as we investigated uh, different opportunities uh, for the business, uh, we learned a lot about ourselves, and and certainly one of the things is is. Phil mentioned was that a lot of organizations, a lot of industries don't know, A, what anodized aluminum is truly, or who Lauren Industries is. And, and so we've, we've continually, over the past uh, number of years, uh, found our job, a big part of our job is to educate the markets and educate our customers. But beyond that, we really had to understand what value we brought to the marketplace. Right. And because in the process of educating, you got to be able to tell them why what you do is better than what they're using absolutely, right now. Absolutely. And so in in that discovery, it, it really helped us understand what we needed to do as an organization to get better visibility, help the org- help the, the markets understand who we are and what we have to offer that's, that's unique. Right. And for those that did know about Lauren, it was actually nice to get the feedback that we did that they felt that we were the best in the world at what we do. Mm, so we yeah, really nice affirmation. Like we something that we could truly differentiate ourselves. Yes. And that was the consistency of the products that we deliver, the variety, the, the, the options and choices that we provide, and the level of service that we put behind that. Right. So that was reaffirming, and I think it also told us that while we did it very well, it told us that maybe that's where we need to really double down on our efforts because we do that better than others. So where can we focus our efforts and and how can we look at our messaging differently to try to capitalize on that? Really, really play to your strengths is what you were doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that you, dialing it back a little bit, that you were not afraid to ask very basic questions of companies who you wanted to do business or why, you know, why would you use this? Why wouldn't you use this? Ask them what might be considered questions you should know the answer to or thought you knew the answer to, but you weren't afraid to ask them and dig, which led you to that aha moment where you realized your biggest competitor was lack of awareness, lack of education. And that probably shifted your whole strategy right there immediately for how you need to go about. It did, actually. I think um, on a few different levels, uh, first of all, I think what we were also told was that we were very good at the stake. We did what we did well, and we were, you know, had a lot of detail, a lot of knowledge of the industry. We weren't very good at the sizzle. So one of the marketing companies that we worked with said, you know what? We had an appreciation for the fact that if we were going to do this because nobody else was in the industry, not even the industry organizations were trying to grow anodized, by growing the category, we would probably help our competitors by building the awareness. But what this other company helped us understand was, you got to think bigger. You've got to grow the entire metals category. So th- that was kind of eye wow. in itself was that it was to think about growing the whole metals category. So if we did that, we really had to focus more on the sizzle. So not just grab mm. their head, but grab their heart. Yes. And fortunately, from, from our experience in the last 10, 15 years, we've, we've got 
we've gotten a better experience and understanding of what we have to offer, as well as different parts of the markets have an understanding. It's right. just a matter of really exploiting uh, who we are and what we can offer to the market that, that uh, we hadn't done. Yes. Yeah. So your strategy started at one place and quickly evolved into doing some things maybe you had never considered before taking approaches you had never thought of before. Absolutely. So how, how did you put that strategy together and what kind of things did it include? Cause you're getting ready to make some exciting announcements here about well, some big changes. You have to take a look at everything you do and every opportunity or touch point that someone might have with your organization. Yeah. So it really becomes all encompassing in terms of those things. So you have to look at how, how do people see you when you've got um, material that you're wearing with your name on it, when you're doing uh, publications and print ads, when you're um, when you have your website that uh, is your one t- often your first time when people catch up with who you are and discover who you are, um, your literature, your your flyers, you know all those different kinds of things that you create, even just something simple as your email signature. How do, you, how do you make sure all of those are in keeping with the new brand and messaging that you want to have? So, so you touched everything. I mean, you you looked did. at, did you redesign the logo? Did you redesign the webs? Everything. So everything every every piece was up for grabs and you took a hard look at it. Yeah, we decided that, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And it really meant, as Phil said, uh, looking at everything. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to maybe making changes to things that were already in place, are there things that you eliminated from your marketing process or your strategy or things that you added into it? I think we probably learned some things to make some things better. Okay. Um, we may in the future have less emphasis on print um, spending that we do, more mm-hmm. emphasis on online. And we um, expanded our investment by quite a bit because now we're actually working with a public relations firm to do a lot more PR work. Oh. Much of what we will benefit from are, are placements of articles and things like that, press releases that aren't paid, but are, right. are ways that we can get our name out there much more broadly. Right. So, and educate people absolutely. about what it is that you do right. and what your products are we about. Have educational yep. videos that we put together on YouTube. Uh, we're in the process oh, that's of great. Of our third one right now. Uh, we've got uh, a lot more involvement in social media than we ever had before. And so we were posting every day on all the major social media sites just to, to gradually build the momentum for the awareness of our brand. I, I kind of liken it to what we're doing now is the initial stages of trying to push that flywheel, right? Yes. Big and heavy wheel that isn't going to move very well, but ultimately with enough pushes and enough sustained effort, that will become self-sustaining and, and, and really mean a lot more for us in terms of awareness leads coming in and that sort of thing. Yes, yeah. And then on top of that, you want to be smarter about how the information that comes in gets managed. Mm. You don't want to have a lead come in and then not know what happens to it or somebody get turned right. off because nobody gets back to them. So one of the things that's new since we did our website uh, six years ago is marketing automation. So it's a chance for us to have a, a much more responsive uh, touch point and, and nurturing campaign to help people come from a prospect or a suspect who's just un, trying to understand who Lauren is and what they're all about to really understanding how we can help them to the point that where they are a customer. About. Oh, terrific. So did you have the team in place already to shift and do this kind of work in a new way? Did you have to retrain staff? Did you have to add people with certain expertise? How did you go about building out that new strategy from a people standpoint? Everybody was in place, and I think uh, the organization was ready for the change. We all knew 
that this was something we had to do. We had to talk about it a little bit to understand what it really meant. But through those conversations, it it was a a real education for the organization as well and an understanding that this is not something that that just – is going to happen. It has to happen, and we we have to work at it to to do it right. Right. So it was. It, it really was a an aha moment for Lauren Industries, and uh, really an exciting moment of understanding who we are and what we need to do. And and really, as Phil said, getting an understanding of what the what the market's perception of Lauren was, asking those questions. Those were critical. I mean, what? Who better to ask? than right. your customers, than the markets that you're serving. Well, it seems so elementary, Park, mm-hmm. to do that. But I think that many of us as business owners, leaders, don't do that. Assume that we know. Mm-hmm. And the world is changing so quickly. Their needs are changing. They're looking at doing different things within their organizations too. Why we don't ask those basic questions and the fact that you did that and, and, and at the risk of maybe sounding foolish or like you really didn't understand who they were as your customers, you asked them anyway and you discovered something that's led you into a completely new direction that I think is exciting. Talk a little bit about that educational piece. So knowing that you need to educate potential customers more, how does that change your sales force, perhaps, or your customer service? Does it does it change the way those functions work? I don't know that it fundamentally changes them. I mean, we've always been a service organization okay. that um, has tried to answer questions and, and be careful in our responses and thorough in our responses. So th- that's always been a part of it. And even before we started the new marketing campaign, we were already doing educational classes for architects um, where they can get a learning credit. I think that what's changed is um, the vehicles we use to deliver the message, the frequency of how we how often we deliver the message, and the message itself has had to change. Yeah. More um, uh, again on the on the point on the heartstrings, the inspirational. You know, our, our aspiration is to be their inspiration. So that's really what we're trying to accomplish, and it's about how can we say that differently so our message better connects. Yes. So how do you do that? Pull at the heartstrings well, with it, a product like Anodized. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you asked that question because it was, again, it was part of that uh, education of us knowing who we are. Right. And and what we realized through this process was how different we really are. So when we compared ourselves with our competition, which it depends who that is, depending on the market that you're serving, what do we have to offer that's unique and different? And we, we did a lot of discovery of what our capabilities are to to our customers. So we had to educate ourselves not only on who we are, but what are the needs of of our customers? What are the needs of the market? And how how do we have something that that they could use to bring value to their organization? So it was it was a coordination and understanding of of how to better serve our customers with our capabilities, with with the options that we have to offer. And not only that, but really looking forward into more innovation. Right. And, and so and you're coming to them exactly. now as an innovation partner, really, Absolutely. because you're introducing new things. So where you may have been talking to someone in purchasing that was just doing a metal purchase in the past, right. now you want to talk to folks in R&D. You want to get to the thinkers and the organizations that are developing new products because you've got something new and novel, for yeah. in some cases, mm-hmm. many cases probably, to yeah. introduce to them. So that's a completely different 
tell you a little story. This is it was strange when I left the office furniture industry. I came from a manufacturer that had 44 million portable catalog numbers before you considered all the options for colors of, of fabrics and, and paints and that sort of thing. And I Whoa. thought I thought when I came to Lauren, I would miss product. I don't. <laughs> and one of the things that's been exciting for me is just as Park said, how unique our product is. Yeah. It's, it's really the anodic layer itself. It, it's a crystalline structure that uh, essentially aluminum oxide is, is like the corundum family of gemstones. It's like a sapphire. And the way that reflects and refracts light creates a unique surface that nothing else can really match. Isn't that something? So when, when we're talking to other companies about what it is we do, even some of these marketing companies, and they go, I feel you're, we, we're so excited to work with Lauren. And I said, well, why? And they said, because this is just cool. Right. So how do we get that message out so that people can understand what I felt and have learned since I've been here and the other companies we work with that know us well think the same? Yes. And that's really what we're trying to do. And, and that gets me excited every day to come to work and figure out how to do it. Absolutely. And you partnered, it sounds like, with some good firms. Yes, we did. To give you some terrific advice and direction. So tell us where you're at in that marketing rollout today and that change. Are we complete? Almost. But I, I don't know that you're ever finished. Ah, I right? hear you. I mean, That's you're right. Constantly evolve as you listen to your customers and their needs change. This two point three point or four point version is maybe complete, but there's more to come. Always. <laughs> there's a lot that's been done, but you know, Park is stressing innovation, and um, if you don't continue to innovate, you will not survive. Right. So we've got to continue to do that. So it will never stop because you've got to continue to be able to tell the story and introduce the new innovations and new products that you're working on. Right, right. So what do you think this means for your employees here at Lauren Industries? How will this impact them? How do they feel about the change? Are they excited about it? Tell us about that. Yeah, everybody's excited about it. You know, it's a big change for the organization, but it's a very positive change. It's bringing energy to the organization. They're seeing more of what what we're capable of doing as it relates to the market, and and so they they've evolved. Uh, we've all evolved uh, with this this whole process, um, and it's been an education for all of us. And what it means is an exciting future. I would think so. You'd probably echo that, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. And you mentioned also that through the changes, they were very supportive of that. They were excited yes. about it. It sounds like you presented in a way so it wasn't threatening to folks. They have to do things differently than the way they always had or that maybe they thought should be done, but they really embraced the change. So it sounds like you did a nice job of introducing well, that. I think we're fortunate uh, not because not only were they supportive, but they were, they were involved and, and contributing along the way. So it's really been an organizational effort uh, uh, w- with everybody involved to making the, the positive changes that, that will really result in some exciting days. I bet. So, and what will this mean, do you think, for the future in um, attracting talent to want to come to work at Lauren? Are you going to be looking for a different person today than you were maybe a year or two ago? Do you think you'll be more of an, uh, a destination employer, a place that people really want to work at? Not that you weren't before, but even yeah. more so yeah. because of some of the innovation that you're doing. Tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I think the, it's the excitement travels through the organization, and and when it does that, uh, people are more excited to come to work. Uh, it it really adds a flavor of of newness and and something unique that that we can be working on a daily basis. So yes, we have to continue to evolve. We have to look for those people that are that are really interested in 
being a part of the organization, you know, right. contributing on a daily basis. And it's not just a, uh, you know, a matter of pushing apart through a process. This is, we're, we're really, uh, you know, an, a science and an art at the same time. Absolutely. That's what it sounds like. Something new every day. Well, that's what I was going to say, because yeah. one of the things that we've been so blessed with here at Morin is, is the tenure of the employees and the culture that's been um, propagated through that tenure. Mm. People don't leave Lauren. I mean, we've got our senior director of human resources. She's been here 27 years. She, oh, that's she great. doesn't have enough seniority to get on first shift. So <laughs> what, that's where the Does she know in. that? That's where the art comes in because there's, there's a lot of science behind it, but there's also the art that, that, that these people who've seen everything know how to just really massage the product to make it uh, come to life even more. But that generation is, is going to be aging out. Right. And so while we of, of that generation are, are, you know, have one way of thinking about it, if we weren't doing this marketing, if we weren't trying to rebrand ourselves, if we weren't trying to, you know, make our image more reflective of who we truly are, mm-hmm. I, I think we would struggle to get that younger generation. Absolutely. So I, I think it's really important for uh, retention and recruitment, as you've said. Oh, absolutely. It's going to, I would think, make a huge impact. It is interesting to note that you do have so many long-term employees yeah. here, despite the fact that you are a 75-year-old company, yeah. third-generation, family-owned, a lot of change. Sometimes that can mean turnover for organizations right. and that you don't have a lot of long-tenured right. people because the ups and downs and the changes mm-hmm. tend to drive people out. And a process like you just went through. Can many companies drive people away because they like to do it the way they've always done it? But you know, my hats off to you that you have done this so successfully. It's really exciting. In closing, you might have a few nuggets of wisdom to share with our listeners if they're thinking that you know it's time for us to do a little reboot of our marketing strategy and look at things. Are there any things that you learned along the way that you would share with other business leaders to help them in a similar process? I think from my perspective, it's so important to know who you are and, and what, uh, you know, what you mean to the marketplace. Uh, that, that's, uh, there's a lot of information that, that can come from, uh, getting an understanding of your position in the market, uh, the, the perceptions of the, the markets and your customers. It, it just, it, it brings a lot of valuable information to really help define what you need to do. Excellent. How about you, Phil? Anything you might add to that? I just say, don't be afraid. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, when you do as, as Park said, and you really do that thorough investigation of who you are, uh, what you're all about, what you have to offer the market, and if you can, and you need to find where to, where to sell that, you've got to go in with both feet. If you just stick your right. toe in, you will not succeed. I mean, as much work as we're putting into the brand right. launch right now, all the things that we're changing and what we're doing, if we stop there and didn't continue to promote and aggressively support that, I don't think that we would have the success that we expect that we'll have. Right, so right. Don't be afraid. Excellent. It'll be fun to check back in with you a year from now and hear how things have gone in this process. But we wish you well. You are off to a great start. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for being our guest today on The Welsh Wire. Let me ask you if our listeners should have follow-up questions, if they like what they heard and they might want to get in touch with you and say, hey, do you have a job for me at a place like that? I'd love to be a part of that or want to know more about how to lead a marketing strategy reboot like this. They can reach you how? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, we're available on the website, through the website or or by phone and uh we're we're available most of the time. Excellent. So, what and what's time. the web address? Give us can you share that with us? It's www.lauren.com. Excellent. 
thanks again, Park Phil, Thank for you, being Sherry. with us on the Thank Welsh you. Wire today. Thank you for listening to the Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.